Hello and welcome to our Monday Chatter Check-In. I'm Paige. I'm Anna. We're so excited to be back after we took a little bit of a winter break and we can't wait to share everything art-related that you might have missed while we were gone. Yes, we've been back in New York for two weeks and I think we're both very happy to be back because both LA and Mexico were fully shut down while we were there. So we were pretty bored, no art and no restaurant. So very tragic for us. Although the restaurant situation in New York is still a little bit tragic, yep. <laughs> it's very cold, and mm-hmm. I think we both got very adjusted to some warmer temperatures yes. while we were home. So dining outdoors has for sure been interesting, especially last week was warmer, but this week got a lot cooler out and I think it was the coldest day of the year oh yeah right and we had brunch outside so I think we're true New Yorkers now (laughs) we're true New Yorkers supporting the local we're committed diners (laughs) (laughs) anyways we're so excited to share with you what we did this week art related yeah so as we often mention we're both on the Young Collectors Council at the Guggenheim. So this weekend, we were able to attend one of their first in-person events that they've organized since last March, which was so exciting because these Zoom sessions were really nice at first. And Mm -hmm. now I think people are excited. They were for sure getting old, especially after all of the art fairs. Like I remember we did one in April that was super exciting and super cool. And then I mean, there were some over the summer and stuff, but like after the art fairs, I think I was kind of tired of them. I completely agree. Yeah. So this event was a private tour of Galleria Nara Rossler, which is a leading contemporary art gallery representing Brazilian artists who emerged in the 1950s, as well as other newer artists. And what's so unique about Nara Rossler is that the gallery actually started out in Brazil and has now expanded to New York, as opposed to what I think we so commonly see, where these big New York galleries are trying to expand internationally, like after they've been established here. Yes, exactly. I think it's so interesting that they, like you said, they started out in Brazil and is now like a thing in New York. But our visit was also very special because the gallery came to New York in 2015, but it was in the Upper East Side and it just moved to its new space in Chelsea. And their current show titled Crosscuts actually changes every week so that the gallery can highlight a variety of artists that they work with. I also love this idea because it really encourages people to come back more often. I think so often a show is up for honestly too long. Mm -hmm. But we saw the second chapter of the show, which highlights two artists, the first being Paul Ramirez Jonas and the second Berna Reale. And what was the most incredible thing about our visit is that we actually got to meet Paul Ramirez Jonas, who was there and explained his works to us. Yeah, it was so exciting. I didn't realize we were going to get to meet him. Like I just thought it was going to be a private viewing but then when he just like was there my mind was blown I think we were so excited to sign up for an in-person event that we didn't even read the email yeah (laughs) we were like oh yeah we'll be there um but then it just turned out to be so great because the artist was there such a great surprise Mm mm-hmm So the works we saw were part of a series titled Ventriloquist. Mm -hmm. It's a set of busts made of cork and they're meant to look like busts that you would typically see in a museum and made out of a material such as marble or bronze. What's really cool is that half the bus face are basically cut out. So yes. like a part of their head has been like flattened and mm-hmm. it's missing. So it creates this flat surface and the work is actually interactive and people are encouraged to pin 
yeah things onto the works mm-hmm. it was so funny there's like a little um shelf that has little pieces of paper with pencils and hand sanitizers you can write down whatever you want and just pin it and some of the phrases were so funny to look at and people would just write little like love notes or one of them was like new york or nowhere which is like the typical thing right now it's like yeah. very in and then someone even pinned a metro card which i thought was funny very new york yeah <laughs> And what Ramirez Jonas explained to us is that he tries to convey through these works that most monuments are made of permanent materials and that makes them feel out of reach. But what Ramirez Jonas explained to us is that his works try to convey that most monuments are made of permanent materials and are often out of reach. In this way, they inscribe the public space permanently. But through ventriloquist, he welcomes the viewer's inscription and proposes that the public voice does not have to be permanent and singular but it can instead reflect the fragility and permanence and plurality of our voices. The artist went into further detail about how certain symbols are able to indicate to a gallery or museum viewer Mm -hmm. that the pen and paper is for them. Mm -hmm. Because if you imagine walking into any museum or gallery, typically the artist is not standing there or even the attendant is not interacting with you to tell you to pick up this pen and paper on the side and pin it on. Mm -hmm. And it really goes against everything you believe you're supposed to do at a museum. It reminded me a lot of when I was younger and Mm -hmm. I would go to the Museum of Contemporary Art with like my family in LA. And at the time, I thought it was so funny that these contemporary works of art could be a glass box on a pedestal and like that that was considered art. Right. And when you're 10, it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I remember seeing a bench and my dad being like, oh, sit here. And I was like, well, can I sit on the bench or is it a work of art? And I think that's really analogous to Mm -hmm. this idea of indicating to the viewer or attempting to indicate to the viewer that the pen is for them to use. So he talked about if you attach it to the wall with like a string, people are encouraged subconsciously that, oh, you can't take this pen. So it has to be used for For the the work work of art. I think, yeah, it's so interesting. And I love this. I I actually wrote my thesis on viewer interaction with art and how we are so like we're wired to like not touch the art and like everyone is always like, oh, like stay away, like do not touch, do not sit here. And all of these things that when there is an interactive work, the viewer does not like the public just does not think they can actually interact. So it also reminds reminds me of um Felix Doris's um Untitled, which is a pile of candy in a corner, and they it travels in like different museums and stuff. So like I saw it at the Met Breuer when it was still the Met Breuer, and I didn't realize you could just take the the candy from the pile and that the candy would get replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw people doing it, I was like, oh my god, like why are they doing that? That's like like they're wrong. about to be kicked out. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's very very interesting, and I love the idea that. Um, these works are very interactive and that you can just like say whatever you want to say and just pin it there. It also becomes so reflective of the place where they're being shown in the moment. Like if it was in a different city, there wouldn't have been a Metro car. No, exactly. And I just, I don't know. I love um, that even in like the epidemic, you can still like write whatever and people were able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a bottle of Purell next to the pen. So very great overall. And I think it was also very exciting for us because um, to meet Ramirez Jonas because the Brooklyn Museum just acquired one of his works made out of cork, which is a life-size horse that also invokes the idea of monuments as men and horses are a common historical figure. And like, I think we've all seen them in like parks and 
museums and things like that so we're excited to see that work yeah for sure so the work of Berna Reale was also exhibited next to Ramirez Jonas, and it actually deals with the depiction of horses as monuments. Mm-hmm. The works we saw were photographs and a film where she rides a horse that she painted red through a city in Brazil. And the photographs are actually stills taken yeah, from, from the, the film. film. So it was cool to see the stills and be able to watch part of mm-hmm. the film. The red horse obviously captivates the public's attention and really invokes this overall feeling of shock. And what they pointed out to us during our tour was that most people automatically assume the horse has been digitally altered after the fact to be red, but the horse was painted red by the artist. Mm -hmm. I think we were talking when we were in the gallery about this and we were wondering if there are any animal activists that thought that was wrong because oftentimes when... I don't know, there were a lot of TikToks at one point this summer of like chickens or like bunnies that were dyed in like different colors and a lot of people who are very passionate about animal rights were like up in arms mm-hmm. <laughs> about this. So it shocked me that the horse was actually painted red and I don't know, it did make me a little sad. And red is like such a controversial color. I don't know, it has a lot of meanings, different meanings. Um And it was just very interesting to see these photographs. The red is also so striking against this like more mundane like city backdrop. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was a very interesting work. If I'm being honest, I did not like it as much as um, (laughs) Ramirez Jonas's, but maybe I loved Ramirez Jonas's because we got to meet him. (laughs) Exactly. So, but yeah, it was very cool. So this was the Crosscuts show, but the back room of the gallery is also um, being used right now. And they're showing a few works by other artists that the gallery represents. And I think my favorite one was one by Abraham Palatnik. Palatnik. Palatnik, yes. (laughs) Um, Thank you. He sadly passed away of COVID complications this past year, but his work in Brazil is very popular. And it reminded me of Frank Stella works. It's basically very absolutely abstract and used a lot of different colors and lines and I think I I mean we talked about it when we were while we were there but I think you also really liked it right yeah I loved the work it's actually two canvases with Mm -hmm. two separate paintings that have then been cut and stitched together so it creates this almost feeling of movement right it looked like waves but they were orange and like brown orange tones um so it was very very vibrant but at the same time muted and I just loved it. It was very beautiful. And it really, this artist we learned is very popular right now Mm -hmm. in Brazil. So it really speaks to the mission of the gallery to bring these artists into the U.S. Right. And because he passed away, the gallery is now representing his state and they're hoping to bring a lot of his works to the U.S. so that people here can like get to know his work better. Yeah. And it was definitely a standout, I think, for both of us. Yeah, we loved it. And I think that's pretty much it regarding the YCC tour. I'm so glad we were able to do this in-person event again, even though it was much smaller than the ones we did before. But I think we both had a lot of fun and we're so grateful we just got to meet an artist this past Saturday. (laughs) And we highly recommend a visit. It's located Mm -hmm. in Chelsea. See, I think it's 21st and 10th, yes. right? Yes. Another thing that we did this week was seeing this controversial show at Listen Gallery. And it's also by a Brazilian artist. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Elio Oitizica. <laughs> I'm really bad with um, these names. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're better at it than I am. 
Um, but the show is titled Tropicalia and it features um, two live parrots. And it is very trippy because they basically created a jungle in the middle of the gallery. So the palm tree sand and like rocks, obviously the parrots really contrast with the lead lights and the high ceilings and white walls of the gallery I, and also with the cold weather. <laughs> but I thought the show was incredible. And I, I understand why people were upset that there were live parrots in there. And parrots like get stressed, like their birds get stressed really easily. So I feel bad that they had to be there. But it was a very interesting show. I think it might be one of the most unique shows I've ever visited at a gallery in New York. Besides Mm -hmm. the tropical feeling of the show, which feels so out of place in the middle of winter here, these parrots were huge. And they're just sitting in a cage in the middle of the gallery. I feel bad for the girls at the front desk. (laughs) Yeah, and it was funny. um, One of the girls we actually went to college with, and we didn't know she was working there. So um, it was fun. It was a good experience. And that show actually closed this weekend. But I'm so excited to see what they will have up next because this was, I think it'll be hard to beat. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. So I think that's it for today. But before we go, we have to give our restaurant highlight. So this week we're giving it to Don Angie, which is located in the West Village. Mm -hmm. Such a great experience last week. I got the lasagna, obviously, because (laughs) that's what they're famous for. But I think it's a good place to dine outdoors right now because they have heated cabins, not just sidewalk seating. Although we didn't eat in a heated cabin, but it was warm out that day. (laughs) Warmish. Warmer than today. (laughs) We got lucky, but definitely if you can reserve one of the heated cabins, Mm -hmm. I think it's a great outdoor dining. For sure. Location. Neither of us had been before. No, so it was a first timer and we we loved it. Yeah. All right. We're so excited to share the week's news with you on Thursday. So tune in for that. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Curated Chatter for some exciting content. Perfect. (laughs) Bye. Bye.